You're listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Welcome or welcome back to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we have been tackling the subject of parenting. What a strange thing it is to sit with my parent and talk about parenting. Do I get a rebuttal? Uh, like what worked sure. and what didn't? Yeah, if you feel as though I think I'm just going to do it in the moment. Feel I think free. that would keep you on your toes. Uh, but we wanted to do something specific for this week um, that's kind of time sensitive. We know that uh, this weekend was Father's Day. Um, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Thank you. Um, and we wanted to talk about the importance of dads because obviously dads play a major role in the lives of their kids and their upbringing and the people that they become. Um, but it's hard. What's interesting, I guess, about father figures is you don't always have it modeled really well for you either. So it can be something that's a little bit difficult. There's a lot of emphasis put on moms and how they raise the kids, but dads also yeah. have a really important role. Yeah, and I think it comes naturally to moms. I really do. It seems as though a child never questions mom's love or mom's commitment mm-hmm. to the family. Always feels as though fathers mm-hmm. are a little bit suspect. And yeah. part of that, I think, is because of the fathers we had in our life. Mm-hmm. Part of that is because um, we're just a little bit more emotionally distant and those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. So. I just think dad's got to really be challenged to step up, to learn what it means to be a dad, to engage in the family, Mm -hmm. because it's a critical role. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to acknowledge that there are a lot of non-traditional father figures right now, too. Very much so. Uh, You know, in fact, there is this sense, literally from the Old Testament, of passing on this blessing that if there's not you know, a biological father that's mm-hmm. in the home and involved with the kids. There is a need, I think, mm-hmm. for dads today to step up in lives of young people that don't have mm-hmm. fathers to mm-hmm. sort of pass on that blessing to their kids as well. Yep. I even think the role that fathers play nowadays, I think of the home I grew up in. Um, my mom stayed home and she really did a lot of the heavy lifting at home. And you obviously went to work every day and came home. But A lot of families now, both parents are working outside the home. That's what my husband and I do. We both work outside the home and we both um, have about the same amount of time at home. So it really has shifted a little bit. There's no question. The the landscape of parenting is just different Mm -hmm. today. Not good, not bad, just different. And I think we've got to figure it out. Yep. So let's talk about um, the role that dads play in the lives of their kids. Um, The amount of time they're able to spend with them, quality time versus quantity time. Um, what their relationship looks like with their kiddos. So talking to all of the dads out there, let's address that, just the time they have with their kids in general. Yeah, again, I I just think it would be important that dads understand what the ultimate goal of fatherhood is about. I think the ultimate goal, we kind of call this level three, is eventually they want to move to what's called mutual trust and loyalty, where your kids trust you. They feel as though you're loyal to them. They've gotten to know each other on an emotional level enough uh, that they can come to you and those kinds. So that's the goal. Uh, If there's three sort of phases, if you will, of fatherhood, one would be biological where, you know, we simply are are part of our offspring. You know, that's the simplest, the easiest. 
The next one would be this idea that, you know, we care for our kids, we pay for them, we provide for them. So, so this idea of being a provider as a father. But ultimately, you want to move to that idea of mutual trust and loyalty. It's, it's sort of the deepest, if you will, of the ability to get your kids to trust you, respect you, to follow you. Uh, and it used to always be the argument is this, well, I don't spend a lot of time with my kids, but what I do spend is quality time. And I, I think that's kind of a misnomer. Mm-hmm. I, I really think you need both. I think there needs to be a quantity of time. I think, you know, dads, especially when uh, our kids were young, I didn't play golf. I didn't do a lot of extra things because I knew... I wanted to be there for bedtime. I wanted to be investing. I wanted to play with the kids. There are all a lot of, of wives of amening to that statement that yeah. you just made. Although you did say don't quote your pastor, so maybe they uh, can't exactly. quote you. But. Be careful that yeah. you don't do what I did. But I do think there is this sense, and we all feel it. When we become a dad, we go, boy, there's not a greater responsibility to this. And I don't want to mess it up. I want to do it well. And I think that's true of all dads. So mm-hmm ultimately recognize what the goal is, ultimately recognize you're going to have to make sacrifices Mm -hmm. in order to see that take place. Mm -hmm. And I think there are aspects of being a dad that I think men by their nature come by natural. They want to be a provider. They want to do those things for their family and they kind of sit in that. The mutual trust, the relationship, I feel like is doesn't always necessarily come naturally. No, it doesn't. In fact, especially, again, because I think that has to do with how you were parented or how your father was in your life, whether that comes naturally or whether that does not. Some of us just don't have a lot to sort of lean back on Mm -hmm. and and gain experience from. But I think no matter whether you had a good father or not so good father in your life, the reality is it can happen. Mm -hmm. It can be learned. It can be, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, moved toward those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So I really believe that. I was just reading a national statistic that the average father actually only spends six minutes per day with their child. Hmm. So there's not a lot of effort being given, time being given. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, if we're going to build the ultimate goal being mutual trust and loyalty, Mm -hmm. it's going to involve time and it's going to involve effort and it's going to involve you making sacrifices to see that it takes place, Mm -hmm. dads. So I want to give people... A place to start today because we've hit on this a little bit it hasn't always been modeled or maybe it was modeled but you never put words to it um, and you never really thought through the intentionality that yeah. it was because there really are I think you gave a list of about seven things that men or dads can do to be intentional about getting to that place of mutual trust and respect yeah and help me walk through these yep. because I'm not gonna remember them all but I, I just think these would be good hooks to sort of hang your parenting mm-hmm. on dads But number one, it starts with this. I think it's the dad's responsibility to create a sense of family identity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we would often say to you as kids, listen, this is what the Moses do. I mean, this is our identity. So this is how we behave. This is how we act. Because often kids will say this, and certainly you guys did as well. Well, everybody else is. (laughs) So we'd often have to combat that by saying, well, maybe everybody else is doing that, which they're not. Right. But maybe they are, but that's just not who we are. That's yep. not our family identity. That's mm-hmm. not how we live. But I, I think, Dad, you're sort of the initiator of that. Mm-hmm. How is our family going to be mm-hmm. identified? I'd say the second principle that I'd really want to drive home is this. I think, Dad, you've got to love your wives. I, I think that's sort of the platform that kids are watching. Mm-hmm. And when you're not loving your wife or you're not caring for her, you're threatening divorce, maybe you're not speaking kindly to her, you're not investing in her. Um, That really, for a child, is their number one figure, moms. They never doubt mom's love. They never doubt mom's care. 
and they're always, it seems, boys, girls close to their mom. So a child is saying, listen, how much can I respect a dad, follow a dad who doesn't speak nicely to my mom, doesn't have time for my mom, doesn't care for my mom. So that is always the platform, I think, upon which, you know, little uh, hearts that are very impressionable are looking. That does... Does he love my mom? That, mm-hmm. That's uh, a very important person to me. So and I, wouldn't you say that that's even true in divorced homes? Probably even more true. Absolutely. I, I think, again, how we speak of somebody that's not there, how you mm-hmm. talk about dad, how dad talks about mom is critical. And that's why, you know this, but mm-hmm. we never should speak in a derogatory fashion about either parent mm-hmm. because... It's not going to help. I, mm-hmm. I know emotionally sometimes we want to do that in frustration, but it doesn't help your children. And again, they love mom, they love dad, they don't want to hear anything mm-hmm. negative about yeah. them. Another thing that you mentioned, kind of third on the list, was respecting your kid's private world. What does that mean? Yeah, that's an issue for dads. Dads love, and I, I, I could be guilty of this. I can think of a time uh, when your brother Ben had a girlfriend, and I kind of teased him a little bit about it. And all of a sudden, I noticed that he sort of shut down with mm. regards to girls. And I was like, oh, I, I really blew that. Whenever your child dad lets you into sort of their private world, they tell you something they haven't tell, told anybody else. Mm-hmm. I would hold that mm. like this precious jewel. Mm-hmm. And I would be very careful with it. Um, your daughter tells you about a boyfriend or about somebody they like or have a crush on or... Uh, you would often, as little girls, give me your dolls, and I would hold them very preciously mm-hmm. like you did. So because there's a sense in their saying constantly, can mm-hmm. I trust this guy? Can okay. he enter into kind of my private thoughts that moves us into mm-hmm. a deeper mutual trust and loyalty? Can I trust him in that? And if he's going to trash that area or say to me, don't, mm-hmm. you should never like a boy or, you know, those kinds of things that yeah. we can do, then they're not going to let us into their private world mm-hmm. the next time. So I think mm-hmm. we've got to be real careful on that. Yep. The next one would be um, keeping your promises. Yeah, this is an issue for dads. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but dads have a real problem with this. This is kind of my parenting from my dad issue. My dad would always say, we'll play catch when you get home. Mm-hmm. Well, when he get home, he was tired, mm-hmm. and he sort of never followed through on his mm-hmm. word. And in fact, mom to this day will say to me often, mm-hmm. boy, whenever you said something, you made sure you did. If you said you're going to play catch, you said you're... Mm-hmm. Because I, I know what it feels like to be let down. And I just think that's critical, dads. Mm-hmm. Even in the little things of life, if you say, hey, you know, next week we're going to go swimming or next mm-hmm. week we're going to go camping, I would be a person of your word. If you don't mean it, don't say it. Mm -hmm. Because kids are counting down the days to when we're going to go camping, counting down the days when we're going to swim, and counting down the hours until dad gets home to play catch. So I think it's in those little things, Mm -hmm. again, that you gain trust and respect from your kids so that you can follow through in greater ways on deeper issues. Yep, yep. Along with that, the next one is just giving them the freedom to fail. Yeah, that's another big one for dads. Um, Your kids, and you recognize this, are going to fail. We've failed. Um, And I think when we sort of belittle our kids or come down as an authoritarian parent when they've blown something, get too hard and too harsh, um, we create anxiety in their little hearts. And now they may not want to push out, may not want to try anything new or... Uh, you know, do something that's over their head because they're fearful. 
you know, they want words from dad that's going to mm -hmm. allow them to feel encouraged, mm -hmm. to feel loved, to feel as though they can try things. Mm -hmm. So dads, uh, be real careful in that mm -hmm. and allow your kids to fail. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important because women by their very nature talk more. They get more words from their moms, both yes. positive and negative, than they'll ever get from dads. Yeah. Um, and so the words that dads use, especially in those situations, are crucial. Exactly. And it's one of the other things I would say to dads. Dad, you really should be the encourager of the family. Mm. You should. Because they never doubt, again, mom's love or mom's on board with this family. But they're always wondering, is dad, does mm -hmm. dad really think we have a nice family? Mm. Is dad kind of on board? So. Mm -hmm. Often driving the car, I would just sort of say, hey, this is a neat family. I, I'm so glad that I have these kids. Mm -hmm. um, when you were young, I would actually write little notes and put them in your lunchbox, which I think is a great thing for dads to do. So it doesn't have to be any more than, hey, hope you have a great day, love dad. Uh, but putting that in a lunchbox or mm -hmm. those kinds of things and they open it, they, then they know that dad's on board, that dad likes this family yep. because there's always this little bit of a fear. They never doubt mom's love, but there's mm -hmm. always this little bit of fear in their hearts that maybe dad's yep. not all that thrilled because we're quieter by nature. Yep. I remember getting those. I still have notes from you in my Bible. Good, good. Um, and I also remember you used to say all the time, and now that I'm a parent, I know that you were being honest. At the time, I wasn't sure, but you said if I could line up all the kids in the world, I would still choose you. But those are just words that stick with me. Yeah, and I, I think you got to do it with integrity. Again, mm -hmm. I meant it. But I, I do think kids need to hear that. They need to hear um, that you're... Uh, that they're special to mm -hmm. you, that you would have chosen them. And mm -hmm. we all know that's true. Every dad out there feels the same way. Yeah. But I think what, what dads need to do is they need to verbalize it. They mm -hmm. think they know. Yeah. Well, they, they know I love them. Yeah. I, I think we've got to verbalize it. Yeah. I, I would also say this to dads because I think it's so critical, especially since you're my daughter and we're talking here <laughs> for a moment. But there's got to be physical touch from dads. Mm -hmm. There just does. Mm -hmm. uh, I could, when I did youth ministry, I could almost go around the room and see girls that were sexually promiscuous had mm. distant fathers. Mm. So what dads don't realize is when we touch, there's something about physical touch of strength. You know, moms, again, are very soft and caring, but there's something about a physical strength touch and a hug from a dad that I think fulfills a need, especially in young girls, that eventually is going to be brought by, you know, the man of their mm. dreams one day. But I think if they go out and seek that, often it's because it wasn't given to them by their dad. So dads, hug your kids, mm -hmm. especially your girls. I would say boys too as well, but especially your mm -hmm. girls. Make sure that mm -hmm. there's physical touch mm -hmm. there. Yep. I love just the list of that. I mean, it gives a good, a good place to start, some practical things you can do, whether your kid is 1 or 16 or 18. Um, it's never too late to start to... Um, make amends if you need to make amends and to start moving in the right direction. Agreed. We don't always know what to do, but mm -hmm. do something. Mm -hmm. Engage. Yep. Yep. Well, I hope this has been helpful, encouraging to you, especially on this Father's Day, um, some things that you can do um, and maybe partake of in your family some new traditions to instill that will hopefully make a difference. So we're going to continue on in this parenting series, um, talking the following week about the phases of parenting, which is one of my very favorites. So make sure you join us. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. 
And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast. Mm-hmm.